Coming to you live from Scenic, the basement at ICN Studios in Brooklyn, I'm Jaina Jefferson, and this is And Friends with Jaina Jefferson. Every week, me and a new guest host each time are going to give you an, oh gosh, are going to discuss the latest in pop culture, the industry, life, and much more. And today's guest is none other than writer Richie Rosario. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you. (laughs) Awesome. I'm so excited. First of all, let's thank Richie because I had to get another guest last minute. This is the second time this happened, but uh, it's show business, kid. So like that's that's how it's going to be. But thank you so much, Richie, for being here. Um, Before we officially start each episode, I want to give my mood of the day, but with a different Beyonce song, a video, a title, a lyric. It's called the Beyonce mood of the day. Um, and of course, I'd like to, you to participate as well. So, what's your Beyonce mood of the day? Hmm, my Beyonce mood of the day. Um. Wow. <laughs> um, I can go first if yes, you want me to, because I thought of I thought of this in the car. I was actually I went to Rhode Island to visit my friend over the weekend, and I was listening to mine um, from the self-titled album, mm-hmm. and I was like. Oh, I took a trip to clear my mind, but now I'm even more lost. And I've kind of been in that weird limbo state. Like, I don't know what the hell is going on with my life. Like, recently, I've, I feel like I really have, like, a, I'm having, like, a almost quarter-life crisis. So I think that's the lyric that describes my mood today. I'm just feeling a little lost. So um, took, a t- took a trip to clear my, na- my mind. Now I'm even more lost. I feel like all my Beyonce moods of the day have been really sad lately so far, but that's how I'm feeling today. <laughs> it's okay. If it makes you feel better, I've kind of been feeling the same way, kind of. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with um, Start Over from the year of four. Yes. And um, that album is my favorite Beyonce album. I feel like a lot of people are like, yeah, like looking back, four is like the album that does it for me. I think yeah. if I was to rank her albums... Well, <laughs> I think um, if I was going to rank her albums, um, I would, I, B-Day is honestly my favorite. I think B-Day is always going to be my favorite. Um, but Four and Self-Titled are like still really up there. And I know this is an unpopular opinion, but I really quite enjoyed um, I Am Sasha Fierce. Like I really think it was good. A lot of people are like, no, no piece of shit and I'm like no it was like really good album (laughs) I really enjoyed it as well but for for me um I don't know like it kind of brings me back to a time in my life a specific time in my life Mm -hmm. and when that album came out I remember everything that I went through and sort of I don't know it was like there for me Mm -hmm. and I and and everywhere I went I heard the album like if I remember walking into H&M and best thing I never had Mm -hmm. was on or just it, it was just great. And I, and I think that that year, if I'm not mistaken, I think she made a special on BT with that album. I, I think, think she might have. I actually, I watch Beyonce clips like every single day. So <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised I think if I she, saw that clip. I think she did something with it. I, I think, Beehive, don't come for me. Because <laughs> I don't know for sure. But I remember her also doing something with um Run the World Girls. Yes. She did. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Oh my god, it was so good. Yeah, she did a special with that. I'm not I that don't was great. I don't remember if it was around the same time. That was the same album, so I would assume. Yeah. She did something, I think it was for BT again on that. And um yeah, like the album just brings me back to it was a very like transformative time in my life. Mm-hmm. So I always I like it, you know? Awesome. Well that was our Beyonce mood of the day. And now we're gonna get right into hot takes. So hot takes is basically just the news and us dissecting it. Dig for dig. Um, you want to start off with the happy news or the sad news? There wasn't a lot of news. I mean, it's only been two days, three days this week so far, so there's not much news to go off of. But I found two two stories. One is sad and one is f- funny. Would you like to start with sad or funny? Funny. <laughs> okay, so Bow Wow's out here fake flexing again. Um, he was a cute. Well, I don't think he. I don't think he was faking it. I think people are just like trying to clown him because they're trolls but he was accused of popping bottles at live nightclub that many people didn't believe he actually had he put up a video of him holding he was dancing with some girls and then he basically just picked up a Ciroc bottle like off the table and it looked like damn near empty um so people are like nah you don't have bottles like you a liar like all that stuff to which he responded like leave me alone so 
if he was fake flexing, why do you think that Bow Wow cares about what other people think so much? Because obviously this wouldn't be the first time this year that he's fake flexed. So what do you think about that? Well, I think that um, it all comes down to like this new generation, this era that we live in, this mm-hmm. whole millennial, I have to show everything I'm doing at every second type of thing mm-hmm. on Instagram or Snapchat, or I have to tweet every personal thing that happens to me throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it comes... I guess with that territory and also like he probably feels like he has an image to upkeep and stuff. But like I don't <laughs> it's know. Bow Wow. Like who cares? At this point it's like Bow Wow hasn't really been popping for a really long time. Yeah. So I guess this is just his way of being like, Oh no, no, I still got the sauce. I still got the juice but it's like, but Bow Wow, like it doesn't really matter. It really doesn't matter. And I wish that I wish that he knew that. Mm-hmm. I really wish that people wouldn't have to resort to i guess trying to pimp them themselves out mm-hmm. like i remember it was yeah it was him uh he was on like he said he was on first class but he was just in coach like not coach he was right in a regular seat on the plane and someone took a picture of him and it's like why do you why do you care so much about like what people think no one's gonna say anything if you were sitting in first class or if you were sitting in economy it's no big deal it seems like it's an insecurity thing oh yeah and um Probably because he's not as popping as he was, like, in, what, 2006? <laughs> or 05 when he was, like, with Ciara. Oh, and look at Ciara now, like, yeah. living her best life. Yeah. And Bow Wow's just, like, picking up bottles off the table. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <sighs> That's, oh, my God, such a crazy, like, dichotomy there. But, um, you know, um, I don't know. It shouldn't matter, honestly. Mm-hmm. But I guess, again, I guess it, it tails into insecurity in his ego. Mm-hmm. And men have very fragile egos, especially yes. quote unquote, and I'm going to say quote unquote, like powerful, successful men. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess he just wants to stunt because he wants to prove like he's still like popping or something. I mean, mm-hmm. I personally don't care. I haven't heard a Bow Wow song literally since like Like You. I never had a foundation right? Like it's been <laughs> forever. He had this other one I liked, um, Out of My System, I think. Was that him with T-Pain? I have not heard about. I think it was him. It was like 2006, 7, 05 era, kind of. But honestly, like, Mm -hmm. I don't really care for him at all. So I don't really, I don't really like, I mean, if you want to start, I mean, fine, but I'll be in coach. (laughs) I'm going to just have fun in my economy. See, like, don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you believe what you usually see on social media when it comes to, you know, the other celebrities and influencers? Or do you think, like, uh, most of it is, like, stunning? I think it's stunning. When it comes to celebrities, like, if you have a Nicki Minaj, uh, I don't know, like, Drake, or, I don't know, let's say any other prominent celebrity, Mm -hmm. I don't think Nicki Minaj or Drake or Rihanna, let's go with Rihanna, I don't think they have um, a reason to stunt. Mm -hmm. Because you know they're popping, you know they're relevant, you Mm -hmm. know they're super talented, they're business savvy, they're smart, their marketing skills are on point. Like that they're living their best lives out here and you know, they're showcasing it like for mm-hmm. their fans or for the public. So I do I guess I don't know, I guess it is believable, I guess. Mm-hmm. But then that's subjective because it's like depending on what it is. Because mm-hmm. it could be a publicity stunt too. Mm-hmm. Like And even like just like influencers in general, like I've recently like nonstop on the timeline have been seeing like those like breast cups where you like squeeze it in and it makes your boobs look bigger and i'm just like even pimping something to make like i don't know it's just like it's so much to i guess it's like all smoke and mirrors it really is all smoke and mirrors and it's like i don't know why people think i know it's like obviously they're promoting someone else's so they can get money so like that's good for them they're doing something business savvy but at the same time it's like you're it doesn't it doesn't matter yeah. It really doesn't matter. Like, I just feel like, I don't know, like, I'm very traditional in the sense that I don't really believe in that. Not that I don't believe in it, but I don't know. There's something about that social influence or thing that sort of kind of rubs me the wrong way. Because mm-hmm. it's like, well, it, fe- it feels like instant gratification. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like you work from the bottom up mm-hmm. like we've all had to do mm-hmm. in life and at work and stuff like that. And I mean, I'm not really a social media person mm-hmm. at all. Like, you're I, gonna promote the show, though, right? No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll promote the show. <laughs> I got you. But um, I'm just not. I don't know. Like, I don't have it in me to show you, 
24-7 my life. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know if later on in life that may change because you never want to be that person that says, oh, I'm never going to be this. I'm never going to be that because, you know, you don't know that. Mm-hmm. It's life. You know what I mean? But I just feel like a lot of people, they get caught up in all this stuff and all this image and it's like, it's boring to me. It is. Especially since like, you can get so many more people just pay- the right people, I guess, paying attention to you just by being yourself. Yeah. And it's like I feel like if you become like a social influencer in a way, you have to like sell your soul. And it's like it's it just goes against like a lot of things that I believe in as well. Yeah, I read an article on it recently on Days and Confused where they followed this um social media person who was popping back even in the MySpace days. Mm -hmm. And she was saying how, like, I forgot her name, but she was saying how sort of crazy and different life became for her Mm -hmm. once she was, like, a sort of internet celebrity because she felt like she had to play up to always selling something Mm -hmm. or always... Trying to, like, always please the people that are there just because she saw it, like, yeah. Basically, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like, at one point, do you have yourself for you and not like other people at one point at one point are you authentic Mm -hmm. to the world instead of like sort of hiding behind what's on your instagram feed Mm -hmm. which a lot of people do Mm -hmm. a lot of people do you'd be surprised the stories i've heard of people that what their real life is like and what they show Mm -hmm. it's crazy it's really like the juxtaposition is like yeah (sighs) oh here's here's the sad one because there hasn't been many much news lately um there was a shooting at a country concert in Las Vegas. And I don't want to get too into it because it makes me sad. But basically, um, the shooting hasn't been reported. It hasn't been labeled domestic terrorism, technically. And it seems like the media is doing a lot of digging to find out that the gunman was a good guy, just disturbed. Um, why do you think that this kind of thing continues to occur? I think we, we kind of know... Um, why they haven't labeled it domestic terrorism but why do you think this continues to occur well okay two things (laughs) i'm gonna stay i'm gonna leave the obvious for the second answer Mm -hmm. but for the first answer i feel like this should really be like a a red flag for our government Mm -hmm. and the nra to stop what they're doing and letting people have guns and illegal guns like easily that Mm -hmm. shouldn't be the case because i don't believe in violence and i don't believe in 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 shooting or or that like ridiculous stand your ground law that they have down in florida Mm -hmm. which permits people like um george zimmerman george zimmerman florida is uh, just his own brand of fucked up like it is just but continue (laughs) yeah which allows people like him to shoot little boys like trayvon martin and also jordan davis i think his name is the other the other boy who was shot and killed in florida a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and i think i just think it's ridiculous like there's there are more ways to sort of combat feeling quote unquote in danger or wh- whatever whatever you want to use other than gun violence and it shouldn't be like if you are not a cop a ranger mm-hmm. or or maybe i mean i don't know maybe if you feel like you need a, a gun but you have a permission for it from like the state like mm-hmm. it, like i don't under, i don't quite understand how having guns have the permits and stuff like that i don't really know the logistics of it mm-hmm. but i know that there should be a stop on guns like this is that's ridiculous. exactly how i feel like i feel like if you're not part of you know the armed forces uh the police force the special services you should not have a gun Right. And I really think that, like, I think this. they said this guy was just, like, he was, like, a deer hunter. Just because, he, like, that doesn't mean you can just, like, f- sure, it's for sport, it's for fun. I don't get my jollies out of shooting deer. That's, like, I don't agree with that because, like, I don't know. I just think it's inhumane. But it's, like, just because he's shooting deer doesn't mean that he's going to use that gun. Not going to use that gun to shoot something else. Right. And I wish that people understood that. Just because it's in the Constitution that we have the right to have one doesn't mean we should have them. Right. And, and it's very scary. Mm-hmm. The second part to my answer is kind of like the obvious white supremacy. Like, because it's it's crazy to me that because he's an old white man, he's labeled as crazy. Ugh, but like if a, gla- if a black guy did it or a Latino guy did it or, or even a Middle Eastern person... Um, we would be labeled as terrorists. We would be labeled as... And they'd be digging up 
all the dirt. The, yeah. All the dirt. They're saying that this guy was an accountant and he was well off and he had like they, I've I saw more pictures of his Asian girlfriend who wasn't even there. He she wasn't even there. At first they thought that she was the one who was telling everybody in the crowd that something bad was about to happen, but mm-hmm. she wasn't even there. And I saw pictures of her before I saw pictures of this man. And I thought that was despicable. Yeah, because they they want to they want to sort of humanize the white body and stuff like that and they want to humanize you know white people and even if they commit crimes they're still they were good old boy. Good old boy and no. No. Mm-hmm. That's not okay and that's not right and that's racist and it's unfair because I don't understand why why excuse me, white people continue to be sort of um what's the word I'm looking for? Continues to sort of be shielded mm-hmm. and protected over doing wrong things and being and being racist being racist and like doing a whole bunch of just fuckery. Mm-hmm. Like no. First of all, if you look back at the history of this country, white people as a whole or like immigrants from England and Europe or wh- wherever they came from, mm-hmm. they have used people of color and oppressed us, mm-hmm. s- have stolen our culture, have oppressed us, have um killed us, have used us as slaves and and have claimed this land from the Native Americans who are already here. So why are you continually being sort of protected mm-hmm. and sort of shielded against mm-hmm. your wrongdoings when that's not okay? And then you want to be excused for it. Like, and, yeah. no, it's not okay. And this is not to say that, like, minorities don't do these sort of things. Like, we, right. there, we it, is, it is like a fact that anyone can commit these kind of crimes. Mm-hmm. However, if something hadn't happened like we we all know that if if this had happened and had it been anybody else with a different like a darker pigment in their skin all hell would have broke loose yeah absolutely and it's 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 ridiculous Mm -hmm. that it keeps happening like this yeah and just a disclaimer like when i talk about like white supremacy and white privilege and all that stuff like i don't have anything against white people Mm -hmm. like it's not like a personal thing like i've dated a white person i've been one of my best friends is white like i i i have love for everyone but Mm -hmm. it's like we have to be able to candidly and intellectually have these uncomfortable conversations Mm -hmm. in order for change to happen exactly because if we don't bring these kind of things up it's gonna keep occurring keep occurring keep occurring i i actually saw on twitter um you know the onion it's like a satirical kind of like news site Mm -hmm. every time there's a shooting they put out the same article and it's basically just says like i can't believe this happened says person in the country where this keeps happening Mm -hmm. they put it out every time there's a mass shooting and i'm like this Mm -hmm. is like that's all you you don't even have to put out the article you can just keep putting out the headline as like a tweet or something and it'll always ring true because like when are we going to like really be outraged by it because i feel like everybody's starting to oh they get upset and they tweet something about it but when are you going to actually call your lawmakers call your legislators and say enough of the fuck shit Mm -hmm. this is too much Mm -hmm. and it's like one thing i don't like and again this is a very general statement but it's it's accurate i feel like a lot of white people play victim Mm. when you call when people of color call them out on their on their bullshit Mm -hmm. and it's like no don't play victim i'm telling you the truth Mm -hmm. i want you to take a step into my shoes and and you and and i feel like it all comes down to just being human honestly we're living in very hard times in the world like very depressing hard super divisive as well super divisive social political times we've had we're having you know, Mother Nature has wrecked havoc. Ugh. We're having hurricanes. We're having shootouts. We're having, you know... Another racial divide. Another racial divide. As though we needed another one. Exactly. <sighs> Don't it, even get me started on these NFL protests. People are getting... First of all, like I'm not going to like go too much on it, but people are outra- getting outraged over the wrong thing. And I think we all know that. The whole protest started as a way to pay respect to those who have been killed um, in the black community as victims of police brutality and everyone's turning it on the flag and it's not it doesn't have to do with the flag no it, in a way it has to do with the flag but everyone's saying that they're disrespecting the vets and that's not the point <laughs> like yeah. that's literally you guys are getting mad about the wrong thing mm-hmm. and that's all i'll say about that but um do you think that these sort of occurrences 
Um, are they going to make, do they make you fearful of going to music concerts and festivals, being someone who works in the music industry? Honestly, um, I try not to live with that much fear in my life. Mm -hmm. And I try to just take it day by day. But it does sort of put, it does sort of have me uneasy a little bit about it. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, yo, life is so fragile. Like your life can change in a second, in a mm -hmm. minute. And it's like, I don't know. I just feel like we just all have to be more aware of our surroundings and just self-aware and super hyper aware of everything that's happening because mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's very sad. Yeah. It feels like a war zone. It's crazy how we have to like be on our toes when we're just trying to have fun. Yeah. Like I could, I can't even imagine like going to a festival and like having that maybe be the last thing you ever do like you're just trying to have fun with your friends your family right. and it's just like it's in, a, in an instant it's just gone like um who was on stage luke bryan to, saw, i don't remember i think it might have been luke bryan let me google it um but the country music star that was on stage when it was happening like just ran off the stage and he's like there's nothing else that he could have done um let me see what was the name of the festival 91 harvest uh 91 harvest it was uh, but it just, it, it does make me a little nervous because I remember, was it last year with uh, Irving Plaza? Yes. That was yes. scary because it was right here in our backyard. And Ariana Grande too in Manchester. Oh my God. Those were, oh, that was the worst. They were, they were children. children. They were children. They were little kids. They were children. Going I, to have fun. And yeah. like, oh, I, I don't know how people can just be so heartless. And the thing that bothers me also, it's like they're like, they're like, oh, the guy who did um, Vegas didn't have a motive. I'm like, well, he's probably just had a lot of hate in his heart. And I don't think people are keep putting that into consideration. Mm -hmm. Like, he's just a hateful man who, <sighs> I don't understand why people do what they do. But I, oh, it was Jason Aldean was the country music artist that was on stage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, prayers going out to anyone who was involved in that. Anyone yes. uh, from the Vegas area. Um, I actually have family that lives in Vegas, but... Um, I think they're gonna. I think they're okay. One of my friends. Oh, not my friend. Um, she's my third cousin. Third cousin. Um, her friends on Facebook, and she marked herself safe. Um, so I'm glad that she's okay. But unfortunately, a lot of people weren't. So our thoughts and prayers are going out to everyone involved. Yes. Um, amen. I think that's the end of the podcast topics. I'm sad that they were sad, <laughs> but um, there hasn't been much like good news lately no. i really did a lot of digging today and i'm like wow there's like really nothing good to report on it felt so bad um yeah it was like that and uh tom petty which was like an un like a strange occurrence because like you know tom petty died right yes, yes. so basically like yeah he was they reported him dead and then the lapd was like he's not dead <laughs> so they had to like people all like all these outlets put out that he had died and he wasn't dead yet that's like an uncomfortable thing as a journalist because yeah, it's like it's super uncomfortable basically the one of the rules of journalism is to like be right not first right so it's like ooh, you guys really want to get those clicks but like you got them for huh. the wrong reason it's huh. sticky <laughs> it's very sticky so um the second portion of the show is q a um i actually had um one of the people that I was, the, our original guest for the October 3rd show, um, she had written this really awesome piece about um, being a woman in the hip hop industry and how it's sort of like a double-edged sword to try mm -hmm. to, who you want to be a supporter of the genre, but at the same time, it's super misogynistic. Yeah. But then I realized it, it's probably around the, maybe the same sort of like uh, glass stepping stones for you as a gay man. Right. So I think I'm going to, mm -hmm you okay to talk about this of course awesome so um obviously you have great respect for everybody you meet like you're one of the nicest people i ever met but i know you're super don't do that <laughs> but you also like i know you respect like women as many men should so do you um often find it difficult to report on the misogyny of hip-hop especially when you're talking about women and um other people who are in the minority of the hip-hop genre Great question. Um, one of the well, normally when we're working, you know, when we're doing our jobs, mm -hmm. I sort of zone in and just like get the story done mm -hmm. and make sure that I have everything correct. You know, just the logistics of mm -hmm. it. 
I try not to get my feelings that much involved because mm-hmm. we, you know, we have to try to be impartial, mm-hmm. even if sometimes we sneak in there the the the, the snark or the, mm-hmm. or the your opinion. But one of the things that really bothered me this year was when Rick Ross. He was, I think, mm-hmm. he was on Power One Hundred Five Point One with Angela Yee, Charlemagne, and um, Envy, and Envy, yeah. Um, and he was saying that the, one of the reasons why he doesn't work with female artists is because he'd sleep with he'd have to sleep with them for like for um Mm -hmm. to sign them or whatever and i thought that was disgusting Mm -hmm. i thought that was disgusting first of all like why does a woman have to sleep with you in order for you to um, pay attention to her to pay attention to her art and 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 deem her as a credible artist that is worthy of a record deal and worthy of success that's just disgusting like what in your being do you think that you have so much power in your in your superman that you think that you can just say things like that and sort of like i guess just think that way Mm -hmm. i just think it's really gross and um I don't know. I have other thoughts about that too, but like, we're just going to keep it like that. <laughs> we're just going to keep it professional. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that the misogyny and the homophobia are the worst aspects of the game or are there are things that are a little bit worse than that? Um, I do think it's one of the worst aspects. Mm-hmm. I would say that, but um, I think another aspect that might be problematic is sort of, um, promoting violence mm-hmm. but at the same time you have to realize rappers are telling a story right mm-hmm. and rappers are telling a story about their surroundings and normally those surroundings aren't that great mm-hmm. you know that you they grew up in the ghetto they grew up in the yeah, sl- telling in, you like it is in the slums like for mm-hmm. example Nas with Kingsbridge Kendrick with Compton you know those are very real and raw stories which I truly appreciate and can relate to because I was born and raised in the Bronx mm-hmm. like I I've seen some of the things that these men are speaking of Mm -hmm. which i truly respect their artistry and uh side note they're two of my favorite rappers all the time (laughs) so i I remember the first time we met and we had to like go around and say like who our favorite rapper was and you're like i'm richie nas nas all the way and i'm Mm -hmm. like oh my gosh what is it about nas it's just um everything like the way his rhymes um the way he describes things the way he um sort of like performs them mm-hmm. like like the passion behind his voice and just his lyrics like he's so smart and the fact that Nas is a man who wasn't even like that educated mm-hmm. like he was more so raised by the streets him mm-hmm. and his brother Jungle and sort of the way you can articulate that and like just describe everything I think he's awesome and also like I actually met him once uh, yeah <laughs> was he as fine in person as he is on? yes yeah. <sighs> And um, I met him once. It was really short, though. It was at a premiere for a movie that he helped produce called The Land. Mm-hmm. And I asked him for a picture. I asked him for a picture outside. And, you know, we took a selfie or whatever. And at that moment, excuse me. Let it out. Sorry, <laughs> sorry guys. I just burst. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, really, um, I really wanted to, like, sit down with him for hours and just talk about, like, life. Mm-hmm. Talk about life. Talk about, like, you, you know... I wanted to get to know him as a human being. Mm-hmm. I wanted just even besides the artistry, but like, how do you think about things? Wh- what do you believe in? Like, mm-hmm. what? How? What's your creative process? Like, I wanted to know all those things, which hopefully can come to fruition one day. Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah, so I think that those are some of the, I guess, the problems. But I, you know, misogyny and homophobia are definitely. They're up there. They're up there. What draws you to hip hop despite like the rampant um, homophobia at times? I just think it's just it's just popping and it's just so <laughs> smart. Like and the fact that us as people of color, mm-hmm. um, especially black men, we created something for us by us. Mm-hmm. And, and that sort of um, speaks to our surroundings, speaks to our experiences, speaks to what we care for, mm-hmm. speaks to even some of the things we like down to how we dress or the types of things that, you know, we like in terms of even even like materialistic things. While materialistic things aren't significant, they're not important at all in life. You know, it's just it's part of the culture. Mm-hmm. It's part of the culture. And it's something that we in our communities, all those things, we celebrate them. Mm-hmm. So when we have people making this art for us, it's it's great. And, and, and it also shows you that as young, you know, 
as young minority kids, black, Latino, Asian, Middle Eastern, wherever you are, you can make it somewhere. Mm -hmm. I feel like they show us that kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, you have Nas, a little boy from Queens who did it. Nicki Minaj did it. 50 Cent did it. Kendrick did it. Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Diddy, um, the late Biggie, Tupac. It goes on and on and on. Mm -hmm. All these people came from the struggle and they made it somewhere in life. And so can we. And so can everyone else listening and stuff. I hope you're all listening. (laughs) Why do you think that some of these, like, these men in hip-hop today, so, like, Rick Ross, um, Triple X, I'm going to call him Triple X, uh, is it Extentation? Extentation, No, 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 I really don't know. Um, Kodak, why do you think that they continually, continually get passes in the game for their misogyny? I feel like it comes with... um, I'm going to be very honest about this, and I hate saying this because I don't believe in it, but I think it comes with being a man. Ugh. And it comes... I, I know. I'm disgusted. I know, <laughs> I know. so gross. But that is true because there... I was actually having a conversation with a friend the other day, um, and we were just talking about, like, just life. And, I don't know, the topic of kids came up. And, obviously, I'm not in... The, I'm not going to have kids now. Like, who am I going to have kids with myself? But, um... Basically, like, I was like, I hope I have a son because I'm going to raise him to be like an amazing fucking little black boy. And he's going to grow up to be an amazing fucking black man. And then I'm like, I'm going to make sure that he expresses himself. I'm going to make sure that he does this. He does that. And my friend was basically like, oh, my kid's not going to cry. And I'm like, oh, my God. That's part of the problem. That's the issue. That's the problem. That is such the issue. Because, like, I obviously I'm a woman, but my mom and dad raised me in an environment where I could grow up being able to say how i feel Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people who i know who didn't have that opportunity to express themselves to be completely open with who they were and i think that's like the problem it it that kind of upbringing makes these adults yeah yeah it's all about it besides being a man it's in a lot of black and latino communities there is a lot of hyper masculinity Mm -hmm. you know you're not allowed to cry you're not uh, allowed to whine. You're supposed to be tough and fight and play sports and 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 even even in the hood, even like smoke weed and sell it and do a whole bunch of and call girls bitches and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So it's a lot of things. And so when that's ingrained in you, when you grow up like that and you think that's an idea of what being a man is like, if you're a man in power like these dudes are and make millions of dollars mm-hmm. and ride in Maybachs and you have ten chicks, ten beautiful girls. behind you in Mm -hmm. music videos and stuff like that and even like after shows and stuff like that of course you're gonna go on a power trip is it right no it's not right and it's not okay especially since like x and kodak are like not even 20 like they're still like in their teens like i think they're both like 19 Mm -hmm. and i just think it's like how are you like this Mm -hmm. at that young of an age like Mm -hmm. you really like especially since these men have probably they have grandmothers they have mothers they have aunts and probably sisters and daughters who women knows? who who are respected in their life and they hold up to such a high standard mm-hmm. so i don't understand why you can't act like that to a, a just a woman that you've met right just in, like just because right like everyone every other woman besides those women are reduced to like slam pieces mm-hmm. that's disgusting yeah i think that as men we need to do better Mm-hmm. And we need to be better mm-hmm. and we need to be more respectful and we need to sort of shed that hyper masculinity that was imposed on us at such an early age. Mm-hmm. And you need to be confident with yourself, with your keep your ego in check, even with your sexuality and be and be um, comfortable with being vulnerable, mm-hmm. be comfortable with being polite and not being an asshole mm-hmm. to woman and just being all around comfortable, you know, with yourself like be a gentleman like i just feel like a lot of i feel sometimes a lot of that hyper masculinity and stuff like that i think again it also comes from insecurity too yeah like there's something that you feel like you're lacking that you have to degrade another woman mm-hmm. or like rick ross says that he has to sleep with a woman mm-hmm. for her to be signed to his label and that's another reason why i love Nicki minaj <laughs> because mm. she basically what she 
I I remember we took a I took a class in college about like um, black music in America, mm-hmm. and we had this whole section basically about like um, um, se- uh, feminism and sexuality, and we talked about Nicki Minaj for like two straight classes. That's awesome. And she is so intelligent, mm-hmm. and she I feel is. like people are just reducing her to just like this dumb woman. No, no, she is so incredibly smart. What I love that she does is that um, she kind of flips the idea that only men can be kings right, like, no right. you can be both you could be a vi- like she dresses like a vixen but she acts like a boss mm-hmm. and she flips it she's like oh you got a dick i got a big dick too and it's probably big i'm like yes yeah. nikki yes like mm-hmm. i absolutely love her she's she has a very interesting brand of feminism I don't know if I would call it straight up feminism because she does sometimes reduce, like she does knock down women every so often, like other um, women. But I guess that's also the competition of the game. Mm-hmm. But she is so smart. Yeah. Like she really is incredibly smart. Yeah, I really adore all those women. Nicki Minaj, Cardi B. Queen you know, Cardi B. Yeah, Little Kim, Foxy Brown. Um, I, I'm in love with Princess Nokia. Yes! I love oh Princess Nokia. Oh my god, she's so cool. Yes, I saw her in concert this summer and it was the shit. She's so good. She's every. She's just everything. And um, I really like love these women and I feel like they're great examples in hip-hop. And in, in sort of just in, in general, like in society, because, mm-hmm. yeah, like they're challenging. They're really challenging, challenging the, the idea of what, how a woman in this industry should act. Right. And I feel like um, Nikki is very, very smart. I really She's like incredibly mm-hmm. smart. Like she gets on my nerves sometimes. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I feel like sometimes she gets like very wrapped up in the idea of Hollywood and she just like it's too much for me. But. She is so smart, yeah. like incredibly smart, a want, like a great businesswoman. Mm-hmm. And she knows her brand and she knows how she knows. She knows herself. Yeah, she really does. And I just I really want to interview her. <laughs> like it's on my bucket list. So, Nikki, if you're listening. Hi. <laughs> um, And I want to do it because not only because I'm a fan, but because I feel like it's going to be a challenge. Because she, I feel like she's very much the subject that either she likes you or she doesn't. Mm-hmm. And you're good. And like, I've read so many Nicki Minaj interviews that you can tell. You can tell when she doesn't like the, the interviewer. You can what tell. Was it? I think, it, oh, what magazine? She was with Meek Mill still, but she did an interview with the magazine. And basically, like, I think at the end they said that she walked out. She yeah, was that like, was, I'm not answering that. That was with the New York. Yes. That was with that was the a New group, York Times. Pretty good interview. It was like a good interview because it showed that. <laughs> she's like I'm not gonna fuck with you yeah <laughs> so I feel like it would really challenge me as a journalist mm-hmm. and as a you know just as like a professional you know mm-hmm. to just do well is there any artist that you continue to listen to dis- like despite the misogyny or the homophobia well okay so I recently discovered Ty Dolla Sign and I've listened <laughs> to Beach House 1 Beach House 2 and all his other stuff and um, free TC. And I'm also really excited for Beach House 3, which is coming out now in October. He really, I feel like if you listen to his lyrics, it is very much like bitch pussy and like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. However, <laughs> it is, I li- really like it just because of the vibe of it. Because mm-hmm. it's like party music. Mm-hmm. He kind of has, he's from LA. So he, he kind of has like that West Coast mm-hmm. chill vibe. Let's mm-hmm. party. Let's go to the club. I think he wrote Loyal for Chris Brown. These Yeah, he does a lot of, yeah. yeah. So I think it's popping. And I feel like, um, you know, I, um, I'm a very much an intersectional feminist. I really believe in, like, women's rights and all those things. And I don't believe in degrading. But at the same time, he's gotten a lot of flack for his lyrics. Mm-hmm. But his argument is, which I think it's, it's sometimes valid, a lot of girls in the club you know, when they're in the club, they booty shake, they dance, and they sing the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And they're having fun. And, like... I feel like when you're having a lot of fun, like, you you kind of put the ideas of it to the side. Because you're like, right. I'm just trying to have a good time. Like, I really don't want to... I don't want to preach the women's rights while I'm trying to get my, like get crunk. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to, like, put that to the side yeah. and just have fun with my friends. Yeah. And that's... I think that's the double-edged sword of it, right. too. Because, right. like, as a woman, like, I love the song Rake It Up. Love it. But there are moments in the song where I'm just like, oh, okay. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm going to still sing to it because, like, it's catchy and it's mm-hmm. there. And I'll I'll deal with my internal struggles about being a woman and listening to Rake It Up later. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just so catchy. Yeah, like, um, 
I guess if you really if you really read his lyrics and others, of course you're gonna be like, dude, like, come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. It's 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 complex. Mm-hmm. Hip hop is very complex. That's what I felt about when I listened to because I'm a big Kanye fan, big. Big, big, big Kanye fan. Um, but when I listen to The Life of Pablo, that album is riddled with misogyny. And that album kind of bothered me because, like, Kanye's been doing this for how long now? And he's better than that. You know yeah. that Kanye really, really works hard when it comes to, like, coming up with lyrics that make you think, turn conversations on their heads, catchy wordplay. So why are you rec- resorting to calling your wife a bitch? Mm-hmm. Me and Ray J will be would be friends if we ain't love the same bitch. It's like you could have said chick. You should have said like anything, Kanye. Mm-hmm. Like I don't understand like why they. It's 2017. <laughs> I don't yeah. understand. I really don't get it. It's also just very interesting how Kanye uh, sort of you know he made that album. It is riddled with misogyny, but yet he's been with two women who have been deemed by the public in the media mm-hmm. as, as sluts, whores, you know, every name in the book. You know, you have Amber Rose and you have Kim Kardashian. Um, Same birthday, and they by have the this way. October 21st. <laughs> Same yeah. birthday. That's so freaky, right? I guess right? Kanye likes the Libras. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, but I hear that Gemini-Libra connection is real. Is it? I heard it's like intense, you know? <laughs> But um, it's just very interesting, like, the type of... Well, not the type of woman. I don't want to say that. That's very wrong. But, like, sort of, like, the woman that he's with, the wo- the woman that he has been with, and sort of, like, how he's still... Cho- he's, it's almost like he keeps perpetuating these um, sort of wrong and and misogynistic stereotypes on mm-hmm. Kim and and on Amber. I mean, he, I mean, I'm sure if he... If Kanye had an opportunity to disgrace amber again he'll do it and that's the worst part about it because like i i would like to deem myself a feminist as well um for the longest time i used to i was the one who was like oh no she dresses like that she's a slut she does that she's a slut but then i'm like no who's right who am i to say what a woman another woman we're supposed to be working together and trying to build each other Mm -hmm. up so what's the point of breaking each other down if you want to take off your clothes do it like Mm -hmm. that's your life I'm not, it's not, like, I it would, it's not something I would do. Yeah. But if that's where you feel the most powerful, go for it, girl. Yeah. Do it up. And I actually just talked to Amber Rose, and we, like, I f- love Amber Rose. I love Amber yeah. Rose. And just being able to talk to her about sort of this kind of thing, like, she's been slut-shamed for being in long-term relationships with these men who she's loved. Um, And it's just, like, it's really sad that people are still resorting to calling her these types of terrible names, mm-hmm. even though like she's embraced it. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know what? No, I am a slut. If I'm going to be, uh, if I'm going to break up with the man that I was with, who I had a child with because I no longer love them. And then I find someone else who I love. Why am I a slut? That makes no sense to me. What, it does Regular, you know, everyday women who are in Amber Rose and Kim Kardashian break up with their boyfriends or husbands every day. Every day. day. And they move on because that's life. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoy Amber Rose. I really like Amber Rose. Oh my God. She walked past me at the VMAs last year. Like we, like literally right where we were. My heart like burst. Like, oh, she's just stunning. Yeah, she is. Stunning. And she's just another, another, another smart woman. Another yeah. very smart woman. I agree. Like, to me, like, listen, if you were a poor chick from Philly in a strip club, and, it, I mean, it doesn't matter, whatever, she dated Kanye, yes, whatever, fine. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you were able to sort of make something out of yourself out of that, I bet Kanye thought he was just going to leave her. That's exactly. Like, and then he's just like, yeah. And then the thing was, a lot of people are like, why are you famous? Why are you famous? And he's like, yeah, I don't know why I'm famous. But I'm going to make sure that while I'm on this earth being famous, I'm going to do something worth my life. Right, right. And that's what I love about her. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I'm and right. I feel like the same thing with Kim, too. I know that people have a lot of opinions towards Kim. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the cultural appropriation, which is huge. Yeah. That's a huge issue <laughs> that really follows all of her and her sisters, mm-hmm. which I'm not ignorant to at all. But at the same time, you know what? I'm. This is probably an unpopular opinion, but I like Kim. 
I like Kim. Like, you know, let her be. You know, she, yeah, she did her sex tape with Ray J, so what? She capitalized off it. Oh, sure, she and now, did. And now she's running an empire. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't hate on her. Go, Kim. <laughs> Yay. I think that was the whole Q&A portion. That was a very, we were having stimulating conversations today on episode three of And Friends with Janet Jefferson. Yes. This is really good. I'm <laughs> glad you're here, Richie. I really am. Thank you for having me. Um, so part three is the closer. It is on popular opinions. Okay. Um, basically, we're going to just do one on popular opinion each and just do a little bit of a discussion about it before we close out the show and okay. skedaddle. Um. Do you have one? Because I still have to do some thinking. I have to do some thinking, too. If you like, you can keep asking me questions. And I don't know, maybe. Oh, oh, I can tell you about my uh, my Twitter. Yes, go ahead. Okay, so a lot of you subscribers are here now because you saw a tweet that I had tweeted uh, two weeks ago. Uh, I don't know if you know, but Kendall Jenner may be pregnant. Kendall? And Not Kendall, Kylie. Oh, my Kylie God. Kylie Jenner. Oh, my God. Kylie Jenner might be pregnant. Yes. So I was on the train and my sister had texted me. All she put was Kylie Jenner is pregnant. And I'm like, oh. (laughs) So um, when I had a, before I had a smartphone, I had obviously a not smartphone, like a dumb phone. I had a slide (laughs) phone and what I would do, I set it up so I could text Twitter. So I could like, it would just like go as a text message and it would go right to my Twitter as a tweet. So obviously I didn't want to use my data. Um on the train like that's one way to really kill the battery so i'm like hmm and i was thinking on the train isn't like the 10-year anniversary show coming up like this weekend mm-hmm. so what i tweeted was kylie jenner pregnant right before the 10-year kardashian anniversary the devil works but chris jenner works harder <laughs> so i tweeted that and then i like went home so I got home and um, one of my followers was like, I want this tweet to go viral. And I'm like, okay, like, let's do it up. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't really care. Like, I was just trying to be funny. Um, so I went to my friend's house because um, she was helping me with something with my hair. Not my hair, my wig. She was helping me trim it. So I, I didn't go on her. I didn't go on my phone while I was there. So she was there um, and she was on her phone. She's like, Jana, your tweet is blowing up. And I'm like, oh, God. So... Um, I'm like, how many like likes and like there's tweets are there? And she's like, like twenty thousand. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why? I was just trying to be funny. So I like went on my Twitter and it kept freezing. Like it was literally like the tweet was blowing up so much that it was freezing my phone. So I was like, let me mute this tweet and just not bother with it for the rest of the day. So I woke up the next morning and I unmuted it just to see like what the damage was done. It had like almost a hundred thousand likes and hell like fifty thousand retweets. And oh I'm like, gosh. what on earth? Like the girl said that she wanted me to go viral and it did. And then um one of our other co writers was like, Bitch, you're going viral and I'm like, Oh, God. So like I muted the tweet again because I'm like, I don't want to be bothered. I went to the mall later that day and my friend texted me and she's like, oh, my God. And I'm like, what? And she's like, you're on this meme site on Instagram. You're on like not meme site, meme page on Instagram. And I'm like, oh, I don't like pay attention to meme pages. So I'm like, I'm like, can you screenshot it? I'm at the mall. I don't want to use my data. So um, she screenshot it and like it was on uh, the Fat Jewish. If you ever heard the Fat Jewish? Yes. It was on the Fat Jewish. And I was like, did he steal it or did he like actually repost it? She's like, no, he like actually reposted it. I'm like, oh my God. So then I couldn't go on Instagram because everyone was tagging me in it. And I'm like, this is how it is to be like famous, I guess. So like, that's the tweet. That's the story of the tweet. I got like, I got over 500 new followers on Twitter. I got like 30 new followers on Instagram. Um, I got like 150 new subscribers to this podcast. So thank you guys so much because I basically like after like underneath the tweet, I'm like, while you're here, like listen to my podcast. Yay! So I'm like, good, <laughs> this is awesome. So I got like a lot of more traffic to there. But it's just like, it's so funny because like I was just trying to be funny. <laughs> and now like all this stuff happens. But at it's the same the- time, like it, 
it it happened when it was supposed to happen yeah. i guess it's kind of weird i'm not usually one who's like everything happens for a reason but like i feel like i'm starting to slowly believe that more yeah i believe in that and also it's awesome like it's like the cardi b effect it's like so she, weird like she went viral on instagram mm-hmm. and look at where i got her right yeah i feel like um i think that's awesome you know it was funny you know, and it just happened. How did it feel for you sort of getting all those, all that, like, attention? All those, yeah. Um, I'm, it's really funny because I'm a Leo. Mm-hmm. And, oh. like, one of our character <laughs> traits is that we thrive on attention. Mm-hmm. But I don't think, I don't think I was meant to be a Leo. Because, like, I don't really like attention. Not like that, at least. Like, I feel like if I bring it on, I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, I worked hard and now I want this attention. But I was just literally trying to be funny. And it went too it went too far (laughs) like it went way farther than i had expected but at the same time like a lot of like my new followers like some of them were like actual journalists like editors at like publications i'm like oh sweet cool yeah Mm -hmm. so i'm like awesome i guess they saw that but i think the one thing that bothers me about my new famous life (laughs) is one now i have to always like we were talking before about how we always like brand influencers and social media influencers right always have to be on Mm -hmm. now i'm like oh now i have to be funny all the time and that kind of freaks me out (laughs) because i'm like i wish i could tell my followers like oh like you're at the wrong place i'm not always that funny but do they do they they actually have you gotten requests like hey you know are you what do you think about this (laughs) oh my god well a couple days after they said that kylie jenner was pregnant they said that chloe was pregnant so that everyone's like, oh, Jaina, what do you think about this? I'm like, I've already really? said, literally already said my piece. The devil works, but Chris Jenner works harder. <laughs> and I like, I'm, all I put was like, Mama Chris Day is working. Chris Jenner is a brilliant businesswoman. She is. Brilliant. I wish that she was my mom. <laughs> well, probably not. But like, uh, I wish she was my manager. That's for sure. Because she I, can make anything famous. She can make this pillow right here famous. I wish I could take like a master class on marketing and PR with Kris Jenner. And the funniest thing was, yeah. I think she was like a flight attendant. I don't think she even was a yeah, business Yeah, I heard woman. about that. Yeah, Like she started from the bottom mm-hmm. and now she's here making that water bottle famous. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, and the other thing that bothers me, I think because, you know, we're journalists, we grew up knowing etiquette. Mm-hmm. How come I can copy and paste the tweet and see the exact same written 5,000 times. Like people are stealing the tweet. And like I know it's just a tweet. It's on Twitter. It doesn't matter. But growing up, hearing how plagiarism can ruin careers and right. ruin people's lives. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. just like, I take that shit really seriously. So yes. if I'm, if you wrote that tweet and it just so happens to have been after a tweet that had 300,000 likes was written, mm-hmm. obviously... You probably took the idea. So don't argue with me online at Justin W. Oh. <laughs> he probably oh. doesn't listen. But um, don't argue with me online and say oh that God. you thought of it. When it literally, like, no, you didn't. Stop it. And, th- and that's not to say I didn't think of it either. Like, I'm sure I, I probably heard Chris Jenner works harder before. I was just writing it because I thought it was funny. Yeah. I, I, totally. I'd like to say it popularized it, I guess. Yeah. But don't steal my tweet. <laughs> and don't steal things from people Amen. and that's the moral of the tweet but that's the tweet story i'm probably gonna call this episode break the internet because that's <laughs> literally what i did i broke my phone that's for damn sure it <laughs> froze the app it was bad but yeah what's your unpopular opinion richie uh can you go first <laughs> okay um i don't think how i met your mother is funny why um well for me when it comes to television shows with a laugh track Mm -hmm. if the laugh track is going off at a certain time Mm -hmm. it's like they want you to laugh at a certain part and it's not going to make me laugh because you're trying to force me to laugh Mm -hmm. i've never actually thought this show now granted i think the show is good i think it's a good show i've watched a couple episodes and i think that the idea behind it is very well thought out and as someone who used to want to be a comedy writer and a television writer i pay attention to that stuff a lot but it is not funny i do not think that show is funny i've never once laughed at an episode i just was like oh well that's good that's kind of how i feel about um amy schumer too i think she's very smart i don't think she's very funny I haven't really gotten into her humor much. Like, I don't know Amy Schumer joke or, like... She steals a lot of jokes, but... (laughs) But her show is smart. Her show is good. It is not funny. 
like I remember there was a whole skit about um, basically it was like a, uh, right around when the Cosby stuff started really gaining traction, mm-hmm. and the whole skit was basically about Bill Cosby and how like they're not going to say anything because he's Bill Cosby, and I was like, huh, that's smart, but it like wasn't funny at all. It was just very well written and very well thought out, and that's kind of how I feel about How I Met Your Mother, mm-hmm. and that's that's my unpopular opinion. <laughs> Okay, well, mine, we did discuss it a lot during our talk. Mm-hmm. But I guess because, oh, I have one. <laughs> oh, here he goes, sitting straight up. Um, 21 Savage is still savage. and he's Yes! Still- Say it louder for the people in the bag. Yeah, Woo! Yeah. 21 Savage is still savage, and he's not any less of a rapper, any less of a man, any less of a human being, just because he supports his girlfriend, Amber Rose, during her slut walk. I think it's brilliant. Thank you, 21. I was so perplexed as to why people even bothered saying that. Just because you are supporting your girlfriend, you're a bitch, and you're bitch made, and you're not twenty, you're not a savage. Are you kidding me? Like people be mad at the wrong things, man. They just, they really are. Like they go from saying all oh, relationship goals, but then when it doesn't fit their notion of what you're, you're supposed to be or what they want to be mm-hmm. or what then they have a problem with it it's like dude that's his girlfriend he's supporting her i think it's really cute that yeah. he that he held that sign up next to her L- let them live let them be happy let people just be happy they're so cute yeah like we actually c- talked about 21 roses we that's their our name for them 21 roses we talked about them on the very first episode and i I thought at first they weren't going to last, but I think, I think it might. I really think that they I could th- last. I think so too. I feel like they have a very strong respect for one another, yes. and I think that's what you need in a relationship to thrive. Mm-hmm. And I like that he supports his girlfriend. Me too. I don't, your man crush Monday holds <laughs> up a like. What the? Get out of mm-hmm. here. Go away. Like first of all, like why do you care? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you... Like, it's crazy because, like, we're journalists or whatever. Mm. And to some degree, we do care about this stuff because that's our work. Mm. But in the grand scheme of things, I'm not going to go under Amber Rose's comment and comment on why I think... Oh, trust me. Trust me on that. Like, (laughs) I... I, You know, I have a life outside of, like, (laughs) you know... You know what's funny? When I tell people that I don't... I really don't follow a lot of celebrities on any social media. And people are like, why? Like, isn't that your work? I'm like, I don't care and like it's, i leave my work out at work well, yeah i don't want to like i don't really care about all of these celebrities i have my favorites mm-hmm. like i i follow beyonce i follow amber i follow oh tiana taylor i follow i follow my favorite strong bad bitches <laughs> like I, yeah. and a couple cool guys me too but like for the most part i don't really follow a lot of people on like celebrities on instagram i just follow like my friends and common folk and like i do love entertainment and I love like sort of working in it by the mm-hmm. grace of Jesus. Thank you, God. I'm able to like have my job in this life or whatever. But at the same time, it's like I feel like it's not that serious for that. You have to offend people and troll them. And like mm-hmm. at the same time, you have to realize celebrities are human beings, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like what? Like Amber, would you expect Amber isn't going to get offended by you? Like, did you see her Instagram story? Yes. She was just like, oh, I so did. my man's not a savage because he supports me. Mm-hmm. You want him to shoot up the slut walk? You want him to pistol whip me? I'm like, yes, girl, speak. Yeah. Like, what What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, oh, you want, you want him to act like Kodak Black and X-Tentation and all these idiots running around mm-hmm. acting like women are scum of the earth? Mm-hmm. yeah that's great that's what a man really does yeah. mm-hmm. oh i'm turned on like that's oh yeah it's like <laughs> it's guys disclaimer despicable. disclaimer guys you know whether you're straight gay whatever however whatever floats your boat be a better man mm-hmm. be a kinder human being and that goes for everyone men women of all races let's just be nicer to each other we really need it maybe i should in this episode be a better man because that's <laughs> what we need today mm-hmm. like you are out here saying acting like shit don't stink as a man because you can do this and say this and do that and then you're gonna act like you're gonna say all these things about other men because they choose to respect women 
We need more of that. Right. We need more 21. Right. And in hip hop, we need more oh, of that. Oh, absolutely. It goes right back to what we were discussing mm-hmm. earlier. This episode is definitely going to be called Be a Better Man because <laughs> like the whole the whole thing is about Be a Better Man. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God. So I think we're done. Wow. So um, that's all for And Friends with Janet Jefferson. Follow me on my poppin' ass Twitter and my... Eh, Instagram. <laughs> Just kidding. My Instagram is kind of cool. I don't post too much on Instagram until like, unless I have something going on in my life. I have a very boring life. But follow me on Twitter me and Insta- <laughs> follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JNA Jefferson. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes, the podcast app, and Google Play, where you can stay up to date on new episodes when they become available. Extreme thanks to my guest host for today, Richie Rosario, for Thank being you for awesome. Me. Do you have anything to promote? Social media? Anything you're gonna pimp yourself out? No. <laughs> you don't want anyone following your social media? No. I'm okay. Just, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> okay, awesome. And um of course we actually end every episode with um an F you to Donald Trump. And it's been great because Donald Trump is giving me so much to say F you about every time I'm doing the show. So F you Donald this week for um not helping Puerto Rico when they asked and then calling them ungrateful ingrates. Mm-hmm. So you suck. Please go away. And I hope you get in beach soon. Do you have an F you to Donald Trump? Yeah, F you Donald for calling the poor mayor of Puerto Rico and like a sort of like assaulting her inability to do her job when she's asking you for help. That and, woman you're, is... and you're on a golf course and you're mm-hmm. arguing with NBA and NFL players for doing the right thing and saying the truth that intimidates you. Mm-hmm. Because... And just, Donald, please, be a better man. Be a better be person. Be a better man. Hashtag be a better man. Be a better man. What I, and then this woman is in titty deep water. Like, she's up to her boobs in water with a megaphone trying to go around and help these people who need it most. And you're going to say that she didn't ask for it. She just wants a handouts and she wants help. They need help. They have nothing. They have nothing. Absolutely nothing. Trump, come on, dude do better oh open your heart (laughs) open your heart and your mind thank you you know what we should get like the nfl players to go to puerto rico and just kneel so he can like pay attention to puerto rico and also also we need him to pay attention to the virgin islands i feel like a lot of people have forgotten about the virgin islands my great aunt lives in the virgin islands they are still without power i've been trying to contact her for a week now she's still i still haven't been able to contact Uh her so let's also try to send up some prayers for um the virgin islands as well as puerto rico miami and florida and houston all the places who have been affected by these tragedies recently Um, and also mexico and also mexico because oh god that was rough but um that's all for this time uh catch me in two weeks where there will be a new episode a new guest and new conversations to stir the pot so bye everybody bye bye